Hey there, leader. Today, today is October 19th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about feedback, how to recognize it, how to receive it, and how to give it. On October 19th, 1812, one month after Napoleon's army entered a burning and yet strangely deserted Moscow, his army was forced to retreat. His army was the largest military force assembled until that time in Europe and was forced to do a retreat as his army starved. This was a disaster for Napoleon and his you know, unified Europe attempt because it cost him over 400,000 troops who died during this retreat. I can't believe that the French army would actually retreat. It's, that's a shocking statistic. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm shocked by that. Do you think this is important because some people need to be able to receive feedback lest they face disaster. Like Randy, don't yeah. make fun of the French. They brought <laughs> us some of our favorite things like French bread, French fries, French toast. Food critics. Food they're, critics, they're yeah. They're the best at... Gerard uh, Depardieu. Yeah, yeah, they're great at criticizing food, not so good at fighting. <laughs> so Randy, like we always do, feedback is our topic today. Let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and frame this house. Let's, let's set some definitions so people know what we're talking about. I think we need to define feedback, but we should also define its nemesis, which is uh, criticism. It's opposite? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not the same. Uh, you know, when you look at feedback, it's, it's a vital element in our personal and professional development. And feedback is, is information that's used as a basis for improvement. So a lot of people confuse feedback and criticism. I myself thought I was giving feedback when in reality I was criticizing people. You're terrible at this. Yeah. The fact <laughs> is there's a huge difference between feedback and criticism. Feedback is helpful and constructive. Criticism is hurtful and it's damaging. Like, like, like calling people old all the time. That's true. <laughs> I've, I've been criticizing your age <laughs> for every episode, James. And, 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 and I may continue continue to do so I, I don't know but the feedback i've received from from valuable people valuable. Who, who who listen to this podcast i may limit it and just make fun of the french today instead <laughs> of your age so those those are important randy so i want you to tell me like i don't know what i'm talking about what is criticism don't tell me the difference but tell me what is criticism and then tell me what feedback is well, feedback, if you want to think about it this way, feedback is focused on what you want. And criticism is focused on what you don't want. Jim, stop picking your nose in front of the client. But I want. Right? Uh, okay, yeah. I understand. And definitely don't eat it. You know? <laughs> Ten but, bucks says the small kids <laughs> eat it. That's right. Feedback is, let's do a better job in front of the client. Instead of this, let's do this. You know, yeah. Instead of that, let's do this. You Criticism know, is telling you you sucked. Feedback right. is let's do this instead of that. You screwed up, right? Objective Cri oriented. Yeah. Criticism is backwardly focused, whereas feedback is face facing forward. It's like you might have had a bad month last month. Right. But instead of focusing on all the things bad, let's do these things different next month, Jim. Right. Let's try these new things versus you tried doing these old things and obviously picking your nose and eating it didn't work. Let, right. let, let's try something new besides my nose picking, um, which I've been seeing someone for that, a doctor. I have a prescription. It's okay. Um, That's why you have such long fingernails. <laughs> it's pragmatic. They're shaped. Yeah. I pay a lot yeah. for that. Try it. They're shovel you don't, you don't make the shovel shape <laughs> without paying good money for it. 
I am terribly sorry, listener. <laughs> so I've, I've, I think we should start with a story. Well, hold on a second. Hey, hey, no, what? no, you normally get to ask all the questions. All right, all right, all right. I get to ask some questions right, today, right, James. All right, all right. All right. So, do you have a, an example, James, where you thought you were receiving feedback when in reality you were receiving criticism? Oh, I, I do remember once on a trip to Ireland, all I did was I tried to use mid fake Irish accent. and Is that it? I, yeah, that was uh, it. And I, it turned out it was just criticism, usually in the form of, could you stop? <laughs> well, I, now if that was your accent, we have to talk. All right then, lads. That's a four pints of Guinness and a course life for the lady. That's all I got. Anyways, you asked the story. We're yeah. going to go. Okay. So my story starts... Early in my career, I got some feedback. I was a software trainer. So I was doing um, stand-up training in front of, you know, a dozen to, to 15 people. And I was teaching such high, cutting-edge technology such as MS-DOS and Windows 3.1 for work groups. So um, I, I could make a comment about the French here, <laughs> but, but I won't. I, uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, I'm trying very hard. <laughs> so we... Um, I had my review for this, for this woman I worked with, or I worked for, and in my review, it said, at times, Jim uses his humor awkwardly. R- really? Yes. And I know, I can't imagine where I, she got I, that from. I'm shocked. And yeah. that was it, right? And, mm. and I remember, and I did a number Nothing of, else, just that, just that bluntly. Yep. Yeah. And I asked a, a, a couple of questions around it, and of course, and we'll talk more about how you receive feedback and, and, and criticism and what you do with it, right? And how to deal with it. I did all the things you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, and I mean years later, uh, a friend and mentor of mine, we'll call him Scott. Scott. With air quotes around it. Um, Scott came to me and he gave me almost identical advice. Identical. But this time it came in the form of feedback. He said, Jim, sometimes you use your humor inappropriately. You need to know your audience. Mm. Look at your audience and decide whether or not will this joke, this bit of humor be effective. Mm. For instance, when your friends, the Leclerc's and the Rousseau's and the Depardieu's are over for drinks, don't make fun of the French. (laughs) (laughs) Wise advice. Well, you know, that's one of the, the things, though. When you get criticism, criticism tends to deflate you. Because it doesn't give you all the information. Sometimes you question where it's coming from. You question so many things. Feedback can help inspire you. Because feedback says, hey, we can make this better. Criticism says, Jim, you've got a problem. Oh, I have oh so many problems. <laughs> uh, one of them is sitting next to me drinking my bourbon. <laughs> you, know, you know, that problem thing. But you're, when you get criticism, it engages what I like to call the lizard brain, right? It, it turns off rational thought. It turns off logical processing and turns on the emotion subroutine, for lack of a better term, right? If I'm going to talk about it like it's a computer. Mm-hmm. And you begin reacting instead of processing. Feedback can do it too, but it's usually a little bit more complex and you have to start thinking about it. But criticism has that, to me, that emotional component that seems to hit the seam in the armor or, you know, put the fear into you as an individual, right? It's an attack on me. Well, rightly 
um, th there's there's an old proverb that said, uh, "In apples of gold, or apples of gold in setting of silver, are words aptly spoken." You know, and when you have words that are aptly spoken, words that are given to you at the right time, it can take the the wind out of your sails for a minute and set you back, and make you listen. And and criticism tends to attack you. Feedback is not meant that way. Now, you can sometimes receive it that way because you're not mature enough to handle feedback. You know, you could give something precisely delivered and someone's lizard brain be too big for their, right. their maturity, right. right, and take it the wrong way. But Go when on. those words stop are... Stop running. That's right. Yeah, that's like a Star the, Trek reference. The, the, the stop running stop from the Gorn. Gorn. The, yeah, uh, the Slee Stacks yeah. from Land of the Lost. Yeah, but but you, you, you get that response, and it, it doesn't matter how you say it, but... When it is aptly spoken, just like Scott gave those words to you, it can then speak into your life and enable you to leverage that to make effective change. And criticism is focused on weakness. Feedback helps you build on strengths. If you don't know it, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Strengths Finder. Yeah, if you haven't noticed that in our podcast so far. We are not compensated for this, we are but not. we're willing to entertain something, <laughs> Strengths Finders. Give That's us a right. call. Gallup, call us. Call us. But one of your strengths, if I may, is you use humor very appropriately. And you've used that in some of the ugly security, privacy, and, and less than desirable employee situations that you've been in to be able to diffuse situations and also find humor in those that are disparaging because of, or despairing because of what they've seen. Right. To bring people out of it. Right. So it's something that now in your maturity, not in your age, but in your <laughs> Which I um, like so much of. Yeah. By the way, you look very French today. Thank you. Yeah, I love, it's the glasses. I surrender to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's now that you can see that and leverage that. And, and hopefully... Um, the the moments of criticism and feedback can be recognized by all of us. I, I want to give a, an example of criticism where I I gave some, um, and I I you know doesn't matter how I feel about it right, but I gave criticism. It was in the heat of the moment, and it was a person that talked over me on a regular basis. Talked over a lot of people, right? You're in the meeting and they they just talk straight over you, and I I didn't lose my temper, but I'd had enough. Right, and I said you need to stop talking over everyone. And I got loud, and said it in such a way that he had to recognize what it was. I didn't provide feedback. I didn't say in order for us to be better communicators, <laughs> it would be delightful if you could, you know. Wait no, there's for there's a place for criticism. There is a time and place. <laughs> How about you? Well, I remember uh, I, I received uh, criticism very bluntly at the end of a very large, um, uh, about three foot long white paddle. And that feedback came from... Where's this going? Exactly. Yeah. That feedback came from uh, a drill sergeant who oh. was on the far left side of the range. And I was, I was in the advanced rifle marksmanship section where I was shooting. And I had an issue, and I turned around to speak to the drill sergeant with my rifle in hand, <laughs> and he took that almost three-foot white range marker and smacked me on and said, you do not turn around <laughs> with a loaded rifle. Now, that was criticism yeah. delivered in such a way still to make me better, yeah. but and criticism nonetheless. Nonetheless, absolutely. 
So we need some practical examples of how to deliver feedback. Um, and at the end of a three foot two by four? No, no, you don't. Yeah, that most people what? in corporate America aren't going to experience that. But when we talk about build people up rather than than tearing people down, um, you know, first is you compliment people in public and and you present their shortcomings in private. Yeah. You know, in corporate America, that's the thing: avoiding shaming, avoiding threatening. Shame drives me crazy. It's like Newton's third law. Mm-hmm. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. If you apply shame in a feedback model, you can expect that shame to have an opposite reaction on something else. You might get compliance on, you know, well, Fields, you have to stop dropping your pants when you're in the meetings, right? You mm-hmm. might start wearing pants, but something else is going to happen. Well, and you don't want to go the opposite way either. Some people then overflow with compliments. And you want to appraise the right way. A compliment is great when it offers specifics about someone where they've improved or or they're doing something right. Because if your feedback is always glowing, your compliments are going to be less credible. Right. Like I could say, Randy, the Army was the perfect choice for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it was that or jail. Yeah. You know, so it had to do something. Um, but being constructive, and when we say constructive, I hope everybody gets that and, and that they can see the difference between feedback and criticism. Being constructive is making it actionable rather than general. Right. It also means you're not always masking a good with a positive, right? Nobody likes that. You present the facts. Everything should be bit come from firsthand experience and not something you heard from a third party, but something direct, something that, that you observed. And it should be in the moment, not, not five months later. And if you have to use third-party data, because at times, let's admit it, leaders and managers often get a, you know, Randy did this thing, can you please mm-hmm. make him stop? Then you treat it as nose. such. Yeah, we saw Randy picking his nose yet again. Right. But you handle it in such a way that clearly says, this is third-party information I have, and we're going to talk about how to improve from here. And you deal with the validity. No, mm-hmm. I did not pick my nose like Seinfeld. I had an itch. I was scratching, right? <laughs> I mean, and, and you deal with it. Great. Hey, in the future when you have a scratch, maybe, you know, put your head down or put a towel over your head, Randy. Yeah. If you could just do that from now on, that'd be great. <laughs> um, do some, or blow really hard. But that's the yeah. feedback that gets constructive, and you take that third party for what it's worth, right? Mm-hmm. Agree want to hit on a part of providing feedback now it, there's a good book and i and i read it uh, a while back and i just uh i've skimmed through it again it's called thanks for the feedback oh i thought it was feedback on the french from the <laughs> 18 1700 no, um, breaks the author breaks down feedback into, into three categories appreciation coaching and evaluation And appreciation is just what it is. I'm expressing gratitude. I'm appreciating your contribution, right? Way to go, Fields. You know, I really appreciate you throwing that block at the the linebacker. It got me through. Mm -hmm. You know, the coaching is, hey, Randy, if you're trying to do a chop block on that guy, it could be far more effective. You hit him, but, you know, I think if you just go a little lower, go for the hip, everything's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And that third one is valuation. Randy, I'm going to take a look you, at you as a blocker. You whiffed it. You <laughs> yeah. landed on your face. You We're not going to call him. you the matador. Yeah. Ole! Because <laughs> that linebacker tattooed his number on my face. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think those are, those are important elements. And 
they're important not to confuse. When you're going to give somebody feedback, know what your goal is. Mm. Know what the end in mind. And practice. You know, that, that might maybe we take a little divergent uh, detour here. The time that you take. You know, I'm, I'm amazed at the fact, as a people manager, if you manage people, one, if you're managing more than six or seven people directly, you have too many people. There are many books on that. There, yeah. you know, But if you're managing people and you have a 30-minute one-on-one meeting to talk about their performance, if that's the only time as a leader you're spending on their performance, you're not doing your job as a leader. There needs to be some pre and post uh, assessment and follow-up. You know, I, I, think I agree that. with you that it's difficult in today's landscape. Where I agree. The value you have to deliver is... I mean, it's got to go every minute of every day. And I can tell you all of the guys and, and women that I work with, they struggle with finding those extra moments. Mm-hmm. But I think there is value in what you say. Find those extra moments. I tend to, after one-on-one, well, during a one-on-one, I'll record everything we do. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back with that last minute. I'll even be a minute or two late to the next one. And I will star the things. Mm. We need to talk about this next time. I need to make sure we follow up on this. Well, you're at least then providing action items for follow-up you're doing the post assessment yourself the number one thing the first thing i touch on when we do leadership mentoring is time management oh right yep. time management and especially if you're a senior leader you know hopefully you're you're fortunate to have an ea or or you know maybe someone to help you but most most people listening to this aren't senior leaders they're middle managers who are trying to make their day go better my advice to you is this if it's a 60 minute meeting find a way to make it 45 if it's a 30-minute meeting, find a way to make it 20. And use that breathing room in between to do your pre- and post-assessment for the next meeting you've got coming. And that pre- and post-assessment for the meeting, it'll be easy to just drift back into email. But that time spent right. there will keep that next meeting 15 minutes. This is all I want from this. Yeah, Randy, we need you to stop picking your nose in front of clients. <laughs> uh, I don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can bring it up out of the rabbit hole, out of time management. And, and out of Randy's nose. That's right. And we can talk a little bit about after the fact. What happens after you get feedback? Um, One is confirm understanding. Make sure you and the person that gave you the feedback are on the same page. Or vice versa, if you're the one giving feedback after the fact, you should, as a leader, go and confirm understanding. Right? I go and say, Randy, did you tell the French to surrender? We confirmed. <laughs> you said they should surrender. Yeah. Or your kids, right? I mean, even with children, right? Do you understand what you did, right? You see it all the time, both in personal life and in professional life. You confirm understanding. And then you establish a, an action plan. What suggestions for improvement? What no, I usually establish dominance then, and I yeah. start acting like a T-Rex. <laughs> Roar! You will do it, or I will break you. I will bite you in yeah. half, just like a Jurassic Park. <laughs> but you offer suggestions for improvement, and you set expectations going forward. And then you do the one thing. You follow up. You know, we've talked a lot at one about... Follow up is a nightmare. Yeah, and, and it's tough, but I'll tell you, again, we talked about this book, Crucial Conversations, and I know everybody got tired of hearing about the book, Crucial Conversation, from the what, feedback we received from what, our What book was that? Crucial Conversations. There it is, okay. Yeah. But there's a follow-up book to that called Crucial Accountability. 
Mm. And that book, Crucial Accountability, then says, okay, you've had the crucial conversation. You've set the expectation. Now the follow-up. What if they don't do what you ask them to do? And you threw such a critical word out there, accountability, right? We, that tends to be one of the newer business buzzwords out there. Mm. But accountability is a thing that, that absolutely has to exist. Not only do you as a leader have to hold someone accountable, mm. right? You know, I needed you to, to complete these 10 tasks, and you didn't. And there is repercussions or accountability for it, right? Mm-hmm. But you, when you receive feedback, you have to be accountable to how you react to that. After the fact, and you have to say, am I going to, am I going to look for a hero and a villain in this story? Mm-hmm. Am I going to look for the situation or the character assassination? How can I be accountable to this feedback, slice it up where it's useful for me? It is a, an incredibly difficult skill, but one you should practice to be able to peel away the layers and find the thing of value in there. Of course, being aware of blind spots. Well, in, if you're the more mature person, and we all like to think ourselves as becoming <laughs> the more, there's that humor. <laughs> Jim does not use humor appropriately <laughs> again. Yeah. No, but when, when, when you are receiving feedback, when you're receiving criticism, whatever it is, the thing is, is the more mature person, if you are, means you get to be the more mature person, sadly. And what that means is this. You need to look and say, how can I make this situation better? I may not be at fault. I may not be at in total agreement. But what can I do to make this situation better for the next time? And, and so much of this is centered around not fighting to be right. Mm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, there's an old saying it is that opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one and they usually sting, right? <laughs> And you gotta look. I'm not gonna say. Don't make gonna, eye contact don't with me right now. Don't, don't do don't, it. Don't do it. <laughs> you have to understand and and be able to parse on a logical, non-emotional, non, uh, you know, invested perspective and say, what is good in this? Mm. What can I peel away and find the piece? You know, you you get feedback like your coach gave you. You told me the story about him. You know. It feels get the linebacker, right? And the screaming, you peel away. Him embarrassing you in front of the rest of the team, you peel away. But what he pointed out was that run play went right in the three gap, and you missed the linebacker. I didn't miss it the next time. You didn't miss it the next time. I get some of that's in there, right? But you peeled it away and were able to get above that. Some people can get locked around the axle, and they'll fight about factual information. I did not. That guy's technically a linebacker, right? Mm. Uh, whatever, that sort of thing. You have to take it and see what you can do with it. And you got to assess yourself for blind spots and make sure you're not just discarding stuff because of your predispositions. Well, the, and the last thing maybe to talk about is are we open to feedback? How can we be open to feedback? I, I know a company that, that asks the questions that only to the, the questions, the, the answers that it wants to hear, right? Instead of asking open-ended questions or asking, you know, the, the, the things that maybe might create a wild card or whatever. But we have to be open to feedback. And the only way to be open to feedback is to start requesting feedback. You know, I had somebody I worked with, and they used to, and I've taken this, they used to come and say, I'd like feedback. I'd like you, and they would say 
very specific words. I'd like you to give me constructive feedback on how to get better in communicating. Mm. You know me and you've seen me do it. How can I get better? Or, you know, there's a dozen different samples of how this person did it. But they would come be very specific and they would say words like, I would like you to give me constructive feedback. I would like you to give me, you know, non-emotional information mm. on how to be better at what I'm doing. Well, and if you can go to someone, let's say you know you need to get better at receiving feedback. Go to someone that you trust and say, will you give me feedback on this? You know, if, I know I can come to you and say, Jim, would you give me feedback on this? Well, and, and, it's, and it's interesting. There is, we talked about this before in one of our earlier podcasts about intimacy and trust. Mm. And I'm stepping into your world and I'm saying, I'm going to take off my armor and I'm going to let you take a swing at me. I trust you to not hurt me, but to help me. Mm. And if you've picked the right person, you've picked the right person. And nine times out of 10, trust your gut on this. You probably will. Mm. Well, you think about going to see a doctor too, you know, there, there is that, there's the pain of getting treatment, the pain of hearing what or getting what you need because you know it's going to make you better. Yeah. And that's why you need to trust the person that's, that's like giving you. need you. to stop eating as much, many French fries or that's right. French yeah. bread or yeah. French dressing. That's better than boogers. Don't, French don't toast. eat boogers. Yeah. Well, it's all French. <laughs> I think the word you're looking for is booger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a hyphen over. Who is that, by the way? Someone else is in here with us. So the, the truth is, though, practice doesn't make perfect if you're doing it wrong. Um, feedback enables us to know about Ooh. our shortcomings. Ooh, I can automate it, stupid. That's right. You, I used to be a programmer. I can automate <laughs> yes, the hell out can, of stupid. You can automate stupid. We've seen it. Feedback helps us learn about our shortcomings so we can take corrective action. So don't bury your head. Nourish it because that's how excellence is born. And be, James? No. Be objective and be intentional. Okay. And your feedback. And now you can say, and James. And James? Yes, sir. We're at the end of our time together today. Guys, thank you for being here. It's October 19th. And this has been Leadership Lost and Found. I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep keep leading. leading.